Aram, have you seasoned St. Aaron's stew yet? Exactly to the specifications of your tome, Amaryllis. So, uh, what did you put in it? <sighs> I don't know. Whatever you creatures eat when you chew upon the flesh of your own kind. You know beef is made from cows, right? Oh, close enough. Let's see. I've added one small spoon of salt crystals, a medium-sized container of dried herbs, half that container of another of the beast's fluids, that one you mammals are always going on about. Milk? Oh, don't say it. And the heatweed? Heatweed? There is nothing in this grimoire about heatweed, Amaryllis. First, it's a cookbook, not a grimoire. You place utterly unrelated, grotesque items in a pot until they transform into a new and even more grotesque item. I see no need for your semantic distinction. And second, we put in the heatweed because Tao likes it better that way. It changes the smell or something. Fine. Heatweed, then. Aram, that's like two pounds of heatweed! Hardly. You've said that one of your pounds is twelve of your inches, and I doubt I've put in more than fifteen milliliters of inches. Oh, come on. Oh. There. It smells all right. Just have to hope it isn't too spicy, or we'll never hear the end of it. Your nestkin requires heatweed, but dislikes spice? Not Tal, friend. Mark. Tal would chew heatweed raw if it didn't make your mouth bleed, but we'll be getting pigeons every day for a week about Mark's stomach if he thinks this is too spicy. A demanding audience. Yep. No, the smell is still off. I'll take over from here. Can you go finish the sweets of Ferdinand for me? It needs to chill while we eat the stew. I suppose. Oh, right, and I forgot. I need you to go to the keep and ask it for more water. Wasn't that Damien's responsibility? The Tranquility Brew is Damien's job, yeah. But Mark and Tal are going to be here any second, and I sure don't see any Damien, so I guess all the prep is on us, isn't it? Ah, it seems I've misunderstood this Saint's Rise custom. Your orders are merely suggestions, then? In that case, I have several magic rituals which need attention Not to- Not funny. Noted. I am about to attempt a technique you have requested of me in the past. I expect an assessment of my performance to follow. Is everything all right, Amaryllis? B minus. You could look like you cared about the answer more. I will take that into consideration. But you should know that concern is difficult when I am this far outside my element. I'm sorry, Aram. This is your first Saints Rise, and I shouldn't expect you to know everything. Thank you for helping. You are welcome. Although that is not the element I meant. Typically, you are not the denizen of this hut who points knives at me. Oh. I'm just frustrated with Damien right now, but I'm trying really hard not to gang up on him. When two of us are upset with a third, even when they're right, it just gets weird. And Saints Rise is a big deal for Citadel humans, okay? I can understand that. Monsters have their traditions as well. But it strikes me that Damien has not reacted to this big deal with tension and cutlery. He seems... Joyous Saints Rise, my loves. Your poet for the evening has arrived. Well, he seems rather aggressively joyous, doesn't he? Damien, where have you been? 
You said you'd help prep dinner. Ah, but I have been preparing my heart. I have been preparing the most important ingredient of all for this most holy of nights. Oh, saints. That's a relief. For I, thought... I have been rehearsing to tell the tale of Saints Rise with all the drama and gravity it requires. Damien. It's been four hours. Well, I needed to find a suitably empty portion of the swamp to practice in, didn't I? I wouldn't want to ruin a single moment of the story before Lord Aram's first saint's rise. Damien. And I have my honor to uphold, of course, as poet knight of the Second Citadel, even here at our faraway post in the swamp of Titan's blooms. It is my duty to speak this sacred parable to perfection, every word in its proper place, every detail presented precisely as it happened. Okay, so, Damien, about telling the story... Hello? The party has arrived. Ugh, they're early, of course. And we haven't even picked up the Tranquility Brew yet. You haven't? Well, you know I think your every step is taken with a goddess's own perfection, but this smacks a bit of poor planning, doesn't it? Poor planning? Amaryllis, perhaps you and I could prepare this brew while Damien greets your family. Hello? Rilla? Scale? What's his name? No, no. Sending Damien out there would be a massacre. For my two loves? Hardly! I have promised a calm ceremony to the both of you. I am more than capable of taking the high road today. Mark, you promised you were going to be nice to Sir Damien this time. Sure, sure. I'll be nice to the guy once I meet him. It's Rilla and Scales' hubby I'm worried about right now. Whatever the heck his name is, it's right on my tongue, I swear. Or certainly a road higher than his... Amaryllis, I think I see your point. Yep. Damien, come on, we're getting the brew. No, Myrilla, and on this ground I shall stand firm. I can be civil with your family. I must be. And I ask that you allow me this trial to prove myself. Well? Rilla, please! I really have to go number two! Fine, okay. Damien, go say hi and keep them busy for a minute. Aram, you're coming with me. You'll be faster anyway. Ah, I see that my skill in the magic poultice is finally being respected. No, you have four arms and we'll need to carry a lot of water. Ah. Say, Damien, your tranquility. Ah, friends, how good to see oh. you. Mark, what is it? I just laid eyes on the most terrifying creature I've ever... No, no, don't look at it. That thing in the door must have eaten Rilla and Scales whole. And did you see its face? Hideous. Terrifying. I see you haven't lost your particular brand of wit, Sir Mark. Sir Talfrin. Hi, Sir Damien. <laughs> just ribbing you, Sir D. What else is a brother-in-law for, you know? I... Must admit that I have never heard that observation about brothers-in-law. And besides, Rilla and I are not yet technically... Never heard that observation, huh? Bet you've never heard this, either. <laughs> what in Saint's name is that? Just a little noisemaker gadget I put together to ring in the Saint's Rise season. A lot more where that came from, too. Dampierre, help me out here. I need to get to the bottom of your saddlebag. <laughs> yeah, well... You've been working out, and now the saddlebag fits weird, so whose fault is that? You look great, by the way. Mark, may I ask? Ha! That's what I like to hear. That is, these noise machines... I am not aware of this Saints Rise tradition. Oh, man, this one is so weird. It came out sounding kind of like some guy talking. Listen. 
Ah, uh, good evening, traveler, and welcome. You hear that? Crazy, right? Why did you bring all these blasted noisemakers? <laughs> uh, for when I'm telling the story of Saints Rise, obviously. I thought some, uh, sound effects would really help us spice it up a little. When you tell the story? In our family, everyone takes turns telling a story, Sir Damien. Didn't Rilla tell you? Take turns? <laughs> then may I ask, Sir Talfrin, if you've brought some noises of your own? Whoa, no, no way. I'm no good at telling it, so I always give Mark my turn. So does Rilla. And so did Dad. And Mom, after a while, but she held out the longest for sure. Oh, hey, but don't worry. I'm not here to rain on your parade. You're the poet, and this is your home, so obviously I'm not going to take that away from you. Well, I must tell you, Sir Mark, that is a relief. Of course. I figure I'll take Rilla and Tal's turns like I do every year, and then you can have Scales's. Three to two, that's basically 50-50, right? Okay, the Saints Rise dinner is ready. You can put away your weapons and... Oh. No weapons. <laughs> so, everything's fine? Yeah, we're having a great time out here. Hi, Rilla! Damien? The day is perfection itself, my Rilla, and I expect that dinner will follow suit. So what's he in him? <sighs> Just come around the back. Arm's getting a spot for Dompierre ready. It looks like everything's in place for dinner. Finally. Oh, wow, Rilla, it smells so good. Your St. Aaron stew is always the best. Well, the smell is good, sure, but there's only one way to tell if the taste lives up to it. Ow! You're lucky you left down Pierre outside, or I would have pushed you off his saddle. Nobody eats on the last night of Saints Rise until we hear the story. Maybe Dampierre would want to come inside if it didn't mean starving ourselves for an hour. And have a horse at this blessed table, Saints. Why don't we take our dinner in a barn next year? That's a great idea, Sir Damien. Perhaps we could move ahead with this dinner theater. My food grows cold. Aram, you're eating a bowl of fruit. It's supposed to be cold. Hmm. Uh, why don't we just get to the story, huh? Damien, I know you said there were a lot of details at the beginning you wanted to hit. There are many details throughout that I must hit, Sir Mark. This is a holy text, not the ramblings of a street corner prophet. Hey, write that one down, Tal. Street corner prophet. I feel like I've got my second career all lined up now. <laughs> but uh, seriously, Damien, you can go ahead. Just let me know when you're ready for me to take over. Thank you, Sir Mark. And now... For all my loving family and guests assembled here today, I give you the Knights of Saints Rise. <clears throat> These were the darkest days that northern humanity ever witnessed, and they rode in on the chariot of our greatest victory. It happened that thousands of years ago we won our war against the monstrous invaders, but in the process the first citadel had fallen. We had no shelter to speak of, friends, and hardly any land on which to build it. As defenders in this war, we had the greater advantage, but the greater cost as well. The jungle around the citadel was razed, utterly destroyed. It would take decades to rebuild, 
Surely humanity would never have survived without the guidance of our three saints. Saint Aaron the Resolute, Saint Damien the Tranquil, and young Saint Ferdinand the Brave. But this is getting ahead of ourselves. To understand the great miracle of Saints Rise, we must understand how our ragged band of ancestors felt on the day after our war ended. Thirsty. They felt thirsty. I hardly think the full traumatic weight of having one's home destroyed, history burned, and future uncertain can be summarized as thirsty, Sir Mark. Yeah, but that's what moves the story along, so they were thirsty. Because they had no water? Because Mark, they were... I don't think it's your turn yet. Thank you, Sir Talfrin. Now, as I was saying... I have done some research and prepared an anonymous poem contemporary to those times on the great and implacable sorrow felt by humankind in that moment. So if you will all allow me a brief 40-minute diversion... 40 minutes? Damien, you promised you'd compromise. I have. It's typically 45 minutes long, but I have trained myself to read it very quickly. Damien... Very well, my love. I will save the poetic asides for a performance following our dinner. Will the performance be, um... Do we have to go? Please, just keep going. Very well. In the meantime, I suppose I will read from the abridged version. For children. Hmm. Much less impressive than I suppose I can editorialize a bit. In happier days, the first citadel was built on the bank of the Great Northern River, which flowed from the Lake of Tranquility and through miles of jungle to the south and west. But as all good little boys and girls know, there is no river near our second citadel, and that is because of the bloody consequences of our final battle. For in their assault by sea, the monsters had sent a great leviathan, a creature so large that once it entered the river, it could never turn back the way it came. It swallowed many of our warriors whole, and once St. Damien finally claimed it with his spear, it committed one last act of defiance. It twisted its massive body in the river and dammed it up completely, so that no water would ever flow through again. Mark? What? What? That was supposed to be the giant squid. I thought it would just... <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll wait my turn then. It was not a giant squid. The texts clearly state that it was a giant fish, using several of the same terms those texts use to refer to the largest monster dens, followed by what we might now recognize as a carp. And therefore... Yeah, same thing. I mean, come on, Damien. What's more exciting, though? A huge squid in the riverbed, tentacles all flying, crying out its last breath through a huge serrated beak? Or just a really big goldfish that can't get out of the river? Giant carp make terrible conversation, partners. Utterly vapid, constantly asking for reminders of what they've just said. See? Scales gets it. Lord Aram, you would ally yourself with him? Do not mistake my meaning, humans. It is very likely this creature was a giant carp. I can think of few beasts both malevolent and stupid enough to attempt such a tactic for the monster army. Hey, yeah, wait a minute. Who is this big fish monster? And where did he come from? This parable is not about a fish! Damien? What then? Has everyone at this table turned on me? Turned on the sacred words of this holy text? What? You mean that kid's book? Saints rise for oddly pious children with footnotes by you? Well, it isn't as though anyone present has allowed me to read from the true historical record, have they? Not if you're gonna bore us to death! Both of you, stop! Please. Damien, we're not ganging up on you. It's just, we've done the story a little differently in our family. 
Maybe it's time for Mark to have a turn. But I've barely begun! And you'll get another turn, okay? You two can switch off. Very well then, Sir Mark. You may have the book. What? Oh, no thanks. I kind of like to wing it. You like to wing it? The most holy day of our year. Don't worry, Sir D. Saints Rise is in good hands with me. <clears throat> so where were we? Right. Big war. Citadel and ruins. People thirsty. Big old squid blocking up the water supply. Does that cover it? Saints above. So the survivors of the first citadel? Terrified. They have water stored up in barrels, but they're burning through it like you wouldn't believe. Going through a full barrel every day. And they only have like... I don't know, 30 of them? 10. However many. So they can survive for a little while, but the problem is that nobody knows where they're going to get their water from after that. But that's when the Saint Brothers hatched their plan. Couldn't they just journey beyond the dead sea creature and take their water from there? <laughs> no. For uh, reasons. <sighs> I don't know. It'll make sense in a minute. Because the creature had bled into the water supply and its toxic So blood. the three saints gather everyone together, and they say, Listen up. <sighs> Obviously, we need some water, and obviously, there isn't any around here. So us three are going to go on a long quest to find some. And in order for us to do this quest, we each need one thing from you all. St. Aaron the Resolute steps up first, because he's the oldest. And since the king died in the war, he's the closest thing to a real leader the survivors have. And he says, I'll need the last two strong horses, an unbroken wagon, and all of the water except for seven barrels. We need the right tools. And you all need to have the resolve to see this through with what you have. The survivors are a little worried, so then St. Damien the Tranquil steps in, and he says, As the strategist of our group, I've put together some plans for a system that will store and circulate the water around our new citadel. In our absence, you must find the tranquility to focus on building this reservoir and aqueduct, so we have somewhere to put the water when we return. <laughs> but there's still one question everyone's too afraid to ask. Something Saints Aaron and Damien might be too afraid to say, even. So that's when little Saint Ferdinand the Brave steps forward and he tells them all, Our journey will take six days, and you must have the bravery to stay here, stick together, and wait until we return, no matter what. Hmm. Uh, what? You've got a problem with that now? I did not for quite some time, Sir Mark. I will admit that you tell this part of the story more accurately than I guessed, and I would not step in if it were not crucial to the understanding of this tale. But Saint's Rise has eight days, not six, and that is the length Saint Ferdinand told them to wait. Crucial to the understanding. If he said eight days, the end of the story doesn't make any sense. Hey, yeah, it's got to be six days. What doesn't make any sense is the idea that the saints would lie to their own people. Hey, yeah, the saints would never lie. I never said they lied. They were just wrong. Hey, yeah, they could Well, which does it say in that massive book, then? It does not specify because the answer is implied. The saints cannot be wrong. Who said? They're saints! This is a story about faith! You speak sacrilege, sir! Sure, it's about faith, but faith in these three guys who just take off? No! So the saints leave, and people start building the aqueduct. I will not allow you to butcher this holy tale in my own home! Stop it! Thanks, Rilla. Where was I? So six days pass, like St. Ferdinand said. And guess what? No water. That's because he said eight days, you said stubborn... said eight days. Why would everyone freak out before then? Stop. Because they did not have faith. So without a head honcho, they all just turned on each other like a bunch of animals? It sounds to me like you're the one with no faith, pal. Just shut up, the two of you, all right? Rilla, I only... You only. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? And you, Mark, 
what would you two have done without me to put this together? If I want to have a nice saint's rise with my new family, I have to make it. All you two need to do is show up and play nice, and you can't even do that. Listen, it's a holiday, and I'm just trying to have a good time, but he Oh, no, 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 no. Holiday means holy day, blasphemer, and I will not allow you to- Weird! A word has two meanings. It's almost like you can't always get everything exactly the way you want it, isn't it? I hate being this person. I don't like having all these complaints, doing all this cooking and everything, chastising everyone into being civil like... like I'm your mother. I'm done. Amaryllis, would you like me the to come... The ice you and Talaron is barely any thicker than theirs, Aram, so unless you want to test it, you can sit back down. Ah. Saint's sake, where the hell is my pipe? I didn't even say anything. Well, boys, seems pretty safe to say. We goofed it. We? When it was you, Sir Mark, who... who... <sighs> yes, I suppose we have both erred rather egregiously, haven't we? If this saint's rise comes every year, how is it that you two have never held this argument before? Well, for a couple of years now, Rilla's just been switching who she does saint's rise with. So this is the first time we... um. We all... This is our first Saints Rise as one family, as Rilla's family. Oh, now that you say that, ever since we were kids, Saints Rise was the big family day for Rilla. Mom and Dad would do anything to make her feel at home with us, and for years you could tell she was waiting for her parents to come in and celebrate with us. Just come back from exile, a Saints Rise miracle. <sighs> well, I hope you're all happy with yourselves. Your needless bickering has tarnished my good name. Oh, like you're so innocent. You were sneaking fruit into your mouth every chance you got. I was not. You've got a piece of mango big as my thumb stuck in your back teeth scale, so I don't want to hear it. Please, please, I think we've all done enough damage for one holy day. <sighs> Saints Rise was never much of a family celebration in my home. Only quiet prayer. A service in the early morning, recitation, for my father's evaluation. I hadn't even thought about Rilla's parents. It's been a long time since she mentioned them, I guess. She has her own family now. She made one. She has seemed rather on edge today. Creating a new tradition for a new family is likely quite difficult. Yeah, we're sort of the worst, aren't we? Yes, well, yeah. I knew when I proposed to her that a disconnect in belief would always require compromise. Once you joined us, Lord Aram, I, I knew the challenges of that compromise would only rise. I agreed to take that on, and, and then... Uh, if I am to take the benefits of this family, I cannot turn up my nose at the compromises I already agreed to take. I am sorry. No, it's not just your fault. Even if Rilla did ask me to do this your way, I probably wouldn't have listened. I just wish there was something we could do, you know? Well, there's got to be something we can do, right? Maybe we can go and talk to her. If only there was some way to demonstrate to her that we're willing to try again. If we were fighting some big monster, this would be where we 
team up and do some big super attack to show we can work together, you know? Ah, like the man-eater damselfly. Exactly, yeah. I don't suppose you've put together some tool that could turn your sword to ice? Ah, left it at home. Oh, pity. Oh, I have an idea, you guys. What if we talk to Rilla and... That's it! Oh, oh good. For a second, I thought you two were going to suggest something crazy, like... Oh, man, making up a monster to fight just to show Rilla that... We need to show Rilla we can work together, right? And we usually do that by fighting a monster. So if we have no monster to fight... Then we shall invent one in ingenious stratagem, Sir Mark. Uh Uh-oh. Scales, we're going to need to put in a rush order pronto. I need a super loud beastie with a super loud roar in the next 15 minutes. No. Ah, but it should be harmless, of course. We wouldn't want to risk any real danger. But, Sir Talfron, perhaps you could supply the detail necessary to make this creature appear more authentic. With your experience in the wilderness, surely you could design just the beast for your brother and I to vanquish. Um, uh, I don't really make monsters or animals. Mostly I just look at them, so... Oh, and here's how we'll do it. We'll send the monster outside, and then I'll ride away from it, screaming and saying things like, Damien, help me, help me! Please, Sir Mark, after my behavior this day, if either of us should act the fool in our charade, it should be myself. And so I shall flee, screaming from the swamp, Oh, woe betide, if only I had heeded the word of the great Sir Mark. Right, okay, so we're both running out of the swamp, screaming our heads off, and I'll go, We're doomed! If only there was some great and pious knight who could help me slay this thing! Ah, if only I had the aid of the queen's newest knight, that most cunning of warriors, the man they call Sir Mark, the blazing salamander! I didn't bring my fire sword stuff either. Ah, my apologies for assuming. But then I'll ride back into the swamp and duel it. Wham! Pow! Shing! Damien! I can't take this thing alone. You gotta finish the job, and then you'll take aim. No! You'll start praying. And in a crystal flash, as clean and as pure as St. Damien's tranquil waters, I shall loose the arrow directly into the creature's hateful heart. And as it buckles, your sword and steed will move with such elegance that our motions will seem one and the same, as naturally connected as the ebb and the flow of the tides. And when all is done, the beast's head will lie on the ground, its evil eyes a glimmer, our victory absolute. Yes! Oh, man, yeah, that sounds great! So... Is there actually a monster or isn't there? Because I'm going to admit, I got a little carried away and lost track. As have I. All right, then, from the top. We run out of the jungle, and then you say... <laughs> Rilla? Don't let me interrupt. Just remembered where I left my pipe. <sighs> so, uh, you're not mad? Oh, no. I'm definitely still pissed. But it's Saints Rise, and it turns out you two are pretty good at telling a story together. Once you get over yourselves. Rilla. I am so deeply sorry, sorry, my love. I know. So are we going to hear the story or what? Aram's fruit is getting cold. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, After you, Sir D. I just had my turn. Why, thank you, Sir Mark. Now, the saints... As Sir Mark so grandly told, Saints Aaron, Damien, and Ferdinand had set themselves to their quest to procure water for their people. They left behind plans for a grand reservoir and aqueduct, enough water for seven days, and a warning to all, be brave and band together. Some say they promised to return in eight days, and some say six, but here's what we know for sure. For a little while, their warning worked. The hundred or so survivors spent all day digging, rebuilding, digging some more. It was sweaty work, but they rationed their water out. Enough for drink for seven days, and enough to survive an eighth if they needed it. And so the first day passed, and the second. 
The aqueduct progressed swiftly, but the plans for the reservoir proved terribly difficult to achieve. The pit St. Damien had requested was more than three men deep, its perimeter wider around than this very hut. And on the third day, the whispers began. There's no way they're bringing back this much water, right? So some of the survivors began to dig more slowly. By day five, several refused to dig at all. But it was not until day six that the conflict truly began. Whether the saints promised six days or eight, six days is how long it took for half the survivors to break. They threw their shovels down and stopped to work on the reservoir, the aqueduct, everything. Do these three charlatans expect us to keep digging until we die of thirst? We should be out there looking for water ourselves. There were still two days worth of work left for 100 people, but 50 of them just gave up. Started bumming around in the jungle looking for water in puddles and streams. Every man for himself. The remaining 50, however, had not given up on their saints. And if they'd lost half their workforce, well... They would simply work twice as hard, wouldn't they? Day seven comes. They empty the last barrel of water. And the group who gave up really panic. Some of them beg the diggers to stop. Some mock them. But still, they keep digging. And thus, this was the site at the ruins of our first citadel on the eighth day. While half of the survivors bickered over sips, the other half neared the completion of their reservoir. But the work had taken its toll. Around the edge of that great pit lay the broken, sweating bodies of men and women who worked four days' labor in two, with hardly enough water for one. Even the survivors who gave up are exhausted and dehydrated at this point. So when they look over and see the people are still working and working hard, those whispers start up again. They must have some water hidden in that pit they're digging. And within a few hours, these rumors twisted further. They must have stolen a barrel of water while we weren't looking. Because here's the thing about the aftermath of a war. You might be out of food or water or shelter, but there's one thing you've got plenty of lying around. Weapons. And so the 50 deserters marched on the exhausted workers, sword and spear in hand. They saw no barrel in that reservoir, but that did not allay their suspicion. Desperation speaks in gilded words. So they were about to fight, and it was about to be a bloodbath. The workers' shovels weren't going to do much against the leftovers of a war. But just before the first javelin could fly, there came a crashing in the distance. <laughs> Very well timed, Sir Mark. Why, thank you, Sir Damien. It was clearly the hammer of St. Aaron the Resolute, announcing his return and his rage. And then came a bright flash in the sky, as brilliant as the lightning bolt with which St. Ferdinand defeated the flying hordes. And as every man and woman quaked in fear at what they wrought, St. Damien's sign presented itself. Rain. And a whole lot of it. Now, let us drink from our glasses, which on this one day of saints' rise we call the Brew of Tranquility. But on every other day, we name it as it is. Water. Simple and pure. And then it rained. Some say for weeks, some say for months. But it filled the reservoir and ran through the aqueducts. And it was living on that water that the second citadel was built over years and years. The saints have never returned from their journey into the jungle. If they sent the rain, like some people say then it was their last gift to us. But every year, we hold these eight days as sacred, no matter how we may have acted if we lived in that time. Because in the end, 
the saints decided that all of us, believer or no, were worth saving. And on this last night, we hold a feast to them, and we always will, to remind us of what we learned that day. <clears throat> what is it? Why are they staring at me? Here, read this out loud. <clears throat> May we love one another as family until the saints rise again. There! Now we can eat. Yes! Just one last thing before you all dig in. Aramental, would you mind taking your bowls outside for just a second? I think I need to have a conversation with Damien and Mark. Uh, what? I'm afraid I do not follow, my heart. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. If you two thought you were getting out of talking about how bad you made the first half of the Saints Rise just because you planned a fun monster-slaying skit and told a nice story, you're nuts. I'm not living through another Saints Rise like this again, so now you two get to tell me how you're going to guarantee this is the last time this happens. Uh-oh. Tal, Aram, would you mind? No! Of course. That was a close one. Indeed. So strange, is it not? That we put ourselves through such grueling trials for the group of living creatures that has happened to coalesce around us through chance. You mean family? Hardly any say in the rituals, the time, the guests. And yet we work with such dedication to get them all just right. I don't know if it's just chance. When I was a kid, it felt like chance because I just went wherever my mom dragged me. But now... We all could have gone anywhere today, you know? But each one of us decided to come here, to each other. And that seems kind of special. <laughs> so, um, Lord Aram, how was your first Saints Rise? Well, I don't much care for the story. I can't eat the food. It's disrupted my work entirely, and it appears to drive every human I know into a complete and uncontrolled frenzy. Oh. But the company's kind of nice, isn't it? Well, obviously the company is nice. What do you take me for? And besides, I suppose I will need to build a rather sizable store of goodwill and compromise in the near future. It may feel far now, but Echidnacht has a way of creeping up on you. Echid... what? Echidnacht. One of the only celebrations that all of sentient monster kind can agree upon therefore a boisterous gathering. Perhaps this time nobody will be torn to pieces. Torn to pieces? Exciting, yes. But do not fret. We are family now, and I'll be certain to get you an invitation. Somewhere right in the middle of the festivities, I should think. Joyous Saints Rise, Sir Talfrey. (laughs) 
It's been simultaneously one of the longest and shortest years we can remember, but we seem to have made it through to the end, and we have a lot of people to thank for helping us make it there. First of all, thank you to the actors in this episode. Melissa Enulet, Noah Symes, Matthew Zonzinger, Stefano Purdy, and Jason Mellon. We would also like to thank some of the people who work behind the scenes at the Penumbra who often don't get highlighted for their contributions. Alice Chung for their fantastic design work. Kat Buckingham for keeping our ship running in too many ways to count. Noah Symes for expertly managing the schedule and our live show department. Ryan Vibert for his beautiful original music. Mertz for helping us to make home recording possible even though we can't make it to the bridge studio anymore. Milo Mars and Sharon O oh for their incomparable season three poster designs. The Mod for their chaotic social media management at the Penumbra Pod on Twitter, at the Penumbra Podcast on Tumblr, and the Penumbra Podcast on Facebook. Melissa DeJesus and Graham Turner for their thoughtful and indispensable script editing. And Joelle Cross for her speedy, high-quality transcriptions. As always, we have to thank our $30 Patreon supporters for making this show possible. Alice the Time Lord, Alex Figueroa, in memory of Spiral Opal, Jeanette, Valentin, Ren McKinnon, Lucy Biles, Deity Hearted, Tazatui, Mango Citrus, Michael David Smith, a family can be two crime moms, a car, a nerdy super hacker, a getaway driver, Nereev, and a detective, Liz Nexus, Wynn Buckley, and the audacity of this podcast, I'm gonna love all y'all as family until the saints rise again and then some, Caroline Seidman, Freya, Jay Yanuzelli, Karen ZH, Dante Smith, Red L, Kim Dauber, N.B. Shaper, Manchowski, Jasper James, and Jamie Gunter. And remember, $10 Patreon supporters will get to hear bonus commentary tracks for each episode, like this one. Um, this, it, is, it is difficult because there, is, there are some misconceptions about Jason Mellon's feelings towards Lord Aram. Okay. Talfrin's feelings towards Lord Aram. Okay. Jason Mellon's feelings towards Noah Symes. <laughs> Talfrin's <laughs> feelings towards Noah Symes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we should probably uh, is, clear is, all is, of yeah, those Yeah. Should we up. take this moment to clear the air? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'd also like to thank you, Sophie, as uh, definitely the person without whom I definitely could not have made it through this year. So thank you. Yeah, if I had to be locked in a house with anyone all year, you're a good person. <laughs> Big same. Big same. Yeah. And thank you, travelers, for always being there for us. Um, and take care of yourselves. We'll see you in 2021. Yeah, we hope you have a good holiday season. I have a cold, which feels really seasonal. <laughs> <laughs> Happy cold, Sophie. <laughs> Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.